Thanks for tuning in to The Modern Coup. This is the second episode. I'm your host, first-time mom, Jenna Reed, and I'm here today with my co-host, Joanne Schneider, who has fostered 51 medically complex newborn babies. The baby industry, whether it's baby tech or fam tech, is a $100 billion industry, and it's really difficult um, to know what's real and what's not, what you need, what you don't need, and the impact that all this misinformation and conflicting information has on women is huge. You know, it's just really difficult to have confidence as a first time mom and feel like I'm doing the right thing. You know, we're here to help. Whether you want to ask Joanne your own questions, you can go on to Instagram, follow the modern coup. Let's dive in and ask Joanne. Whether you have just had a baby or your baby is on the way, or this is your second baby, but it's been a while. So you don't remember much. Um, we're here to share. Why is my baby upset? There you go. Sometimes they might be hungry. Probably not because the first thing most parents do when their baby cries is feed them, feed them, (laughs) especially the, especially the the part always say she's crying. Give her a bottle. She's crying. Feed her. It's always their first go-to. The first month, couple months when you're breastfeeding, a lot of times that is the answer because you're not in a routine. The baby's not in a routine. The milk is not in a routine. So nursing a lot of times will be the answer, even if it's just for a five minute snack that they needed to calm down. Mm -hmm. Because their stomach is like the the size of a pea first. Their stomach is the size of their fist. Their fist Mm -hmm. at all times? Pretty much. It's supposed oh. to be. I'm trying to think our, our stomachs probably are bigger by now, but <laughs> <laughs> if, we ate, if we ate the way we want to, especially after the pandemic, right? Um, <laughs> are they hot or cold? I find most babies are overdressed. You'll see they have their outfit on and then they have a hat on. Well, especially we're in have... Florida too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you want to dress the baby like you are dressed. So if you have just a shirt on today. That's all the baby needs. You can always add a sweater or a blanket. Um, and they are recommending more and more that the, your bedroom is like in the sixties, like mm-hmm. 65 to 68 for sleeping. I find that to be a little chilly myself, but rather to have it on the cool side than on the warm side, right. you see these babies out at 68 degrees and they are dressed like it's 28 in New York. Interesting. And when you say they are recommending 68 degrees more and more often, who right. the who, pediatric who, associations okay. and, and adults, mm-hmm. they're finding that cooler, you sleep better when the room is cooler. So interesting. And the, is this part of your like, reoccurring training as a foster? Ongoing. Ongoing. Yeah. 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 We, I have to do 24 hours every two years of medical information for my nursing license. And then I have to do 12 hours a year for our foster parents license. Got it. So there's always, and there's always something, I mean, there's always new information out there. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't tune into our first episode, Joanne has fostered 51 medically complex children, mm-hmm. all infants, newborns. So up to age six, right. was our oldest. So when it comes to what's mm-hmm. right and wrong, there's really mm-hmm. no good answer. Even Joanne is That's right. Yeah. There's right. no Every baby's different. Yeah. I don't like black and white. I like gray there's a lot because gray. every baby's different. So we'll just give you ideas on what to try. And it, you know, you say if it's your first baby or your second baby, your first baby may be totally different than your second baby. Mm-hmm. Mine were 
absolutely totally different. The first one was so chill. He slept through the night when he was five weeks old. He never complained about anything. He was so laid back. He didn't have to have a schedule because if we were out and he got tired, he'd sleep. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter. Mm -hmm. The second one slept through the night when he was seven months old. For the first couple months, I didn't think he was ever going to get out of his little bouncy seat because he wouldn't sleep in his crib and Eckert was working. So I'm trying to keep him quiet at night. You know, I thought this is just going to be impossible. He was the ten temper tantrum thrower. He was, you know, everything. And they both grew up and were just fine. <laughs> they, said they both survived, but it was a totally different experience with my own children, you know, being totally opposite in opposite. almost every way. Yeah. Almost every way. In almost every way. Um, are they wet or gassy? Uh, you know, a diaper change never hurts. And it, sometimes it helps the little one that we have now for the first six months of her life, if she pooped, she screamed. Mm -hmm. She wanted that diaper off immediately. And it didn't matter where you were or what the circumstances were. It was change me now. The diaper needs to be changed when the diaper needs to be changed. And I think sometimes we change too often, if that's possible. Um, because if they're not a little litmus test. Exactly. Now. If they're not, Poopy. I mean, I always change a poopy diaper right away just for my own sanity. Never mind the baby. Um, but if the baby's only had that diaper on for two hours and the baby is crying, you can pretty much think that it's probably not the diaper. And I have to say there's been very few, if any, babies that I can think off the top of my head that cared whether the diaper was wet or not. Oh. Poopy diapers they don't like. Wet diapers oftentimes they babies they care. So as for the size of the diaper, once they pee through them, even though you've only had them on, you know, for three or four hours, or they look like bikinis, then it's time to change. Or if they don't cover the, you know, they're getting wider, the tabs are getting wider and wider apart because it's not mm -hmm. coming around the baby anymore. Right. And every baby's different again. Your baby is short and chubby. And so... Hers is, it was not fitting around the waist anymore. My little one only weighs 18 pounds and she's in a size four, which doesn't even start until 22 pounds, according to the box. But she's so tall that she needs that or she pees up over the top of the diaper. Right. So again, and if they wake up wet, I'll up the size at night and still use the smaller diaper during the day because you're changing them more often. And at night, you know, if they're sleeping six, eight, 10 hours, maybe you just need to change the size at night. The other thing, the big thing I tell all the moms is the night feedings. Night feedings are night feedings. Nighttime is dark. So, you know, especially when you first bring them home and they wake up, it's like, oh, they're awake. And then we turn on the lights and we talk. And we, that's right. I want to hold you. I want to look at you. Look I want to... <laughs> You're a miracle. You're real. Why aren't you going back to sleep? Yeah. yeah. Because I'm unwrapped. I'm wide awake. It's daytime in here. Mm -hmm. And so keep it quiet. I don't even turn a light on. I have a night light in the baby's room. And so when I go in there, I don't talk to her. Well, thank God she's sleeping through the night now. But when she was little, I don't talk to them. I don't interact with them other than, you know, like, shh. You know, and we're changing the diaper, we're getting up, we're feeding, we're burping, and then we're putting right back to bed. Mm -hmm. And she didn't, this little one that we have now didn't sleep through the night until she was seven months old. 
However, she woke up, she had her bottle and she went back to sleep. I was up 25 minutes at the most and she never cried when I put her back down. So and also yeah. bonus hack was when you shared with me to get all the reverse zip sleepers. Oh yes. So yeah. hardly, hardly even touch the baby. Yep. Just you know, don't even have to undress them. Reverse yeah. zip, meaning you could just slide one leg out, slide mm-hmm. the other leg out, change them, put them back. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're hardly even awake. Yeah. That's so why the I, I'm, I'm a big consignment store shopper, especially for um, gear, baby gear, the, uh, the swing. You do not need to spend a hundred and, $200 on a swing. You can buy a new swing at the consignment store because they don't use them that long. Um, and we'll do a whole video on the swing yeah. because this is really fascinating to me. Like what is a good swing? <laughs> Joanne. <laughs> so yeah. if we go to the top reasons mm-hmm. why my baby is upset. The next one mm-hmm. would be so much light smells. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess babies are really their smell sensitive. Is, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, unless you're smoking or cooking crazy stuff, mm-hmm. I mean, I keep my doors open a lot unless it's too hot, you know, fresh air, fresh air, fresh air, babies nap outside. I mean, it's not like it used to be. We used to just put the baby in the carriage, put the carriage in the front yard, put the mosquito net oh, and the baby would sit outside for two or three hours while they slept. And I, you know, you'd be inside doing your housework. Yeah, we can't do that anymore. So, <laughs> but the babies are out on the porch, you know, out on the back porch. And if they're sleeping, in, I have a bassinet, like a little portable bassinet or the carriage. Yeah. So if you're going to do all your cleaning, yep. you got chemicals going on, yeah. you got bleach. Yeah, I don't, I don't use a lot of that stuff, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of people don't feel it's clean unless they've disinfected everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many easier things you can use like, you know, vinegar and water and it, it might smell for a few minutes, but as soon as it dries, it doesn't smell lemon, stuff like that. But yeah, if you're going to be doing Lysol or, you know, Clorox, then you definitely want to have the baby. That's an interesting one because the baby can't, we would have no idea if the baby was upset because of a certain smell, No, mm -mm. but just to keep it generally neutral. I, I ran, um, Basically, I guess you'd call it daycare for medically complex children. That was my job. And we had a rule that employees and we recommended to the parents that they not wear scents. Um, it's, you've been to a party where every woman there has a different perfume on and then she's layered it with her body wash and then she's layered it with mm-hmm. the pout and, you know, and you can smell her when she comes in the room. And yeah, it smells nice for a few seconds and then it becomes overwhelming. Neutral. I yeah, I like to keep it neutral. And then the one really uh, useful, surprising, uh, why is my baby upset? Tip: fingers or and toes are notoriously famous for getting wrapped in a piece of your hair, and it's gotten. There have been cases where children who had had toes amputated, really, because the baby's dressed, you know. Um, especially if you have someplace where they have a sock on, you don't take their socks off to change their diaper. So you undress them. You've checked their diaper. You've changed their diaper. You've done everything you can think of doing. And this child just won't stop screaming. And it's not until that evening when you undress them to, to give them their bath that you see that one of their toes is basically purple because a piece of your hair has gotten wrapped around. And it happens a lot on their hands because what do they do? 
when they nurse or when you're feeding them, they're playing with your hair. And it just takes one little piece and it happens so often. And usually it's not a big deal. Um, sometimes it's a little traumatic trying to get something underneath the hair to, to cut it because you have to cut it off. There's nothing else that you can do, you know. And the nice thing is it's instant relief. And you're like, oh, now then, then you, you know, have the guilt and you feel bad. <laughs> but it'll only happen to you once. And the other thing is that happened to me and that's it has never happened again because it was so traumatic is their shoes. And the first thing that a baby does, and I, I like to have shoes on my baby when we go out just, you know, cause it looks cute. The first thing they do when you go to put their shoe on is they curl their toes and you put their foot in and you don't realize it, but their big toe is folded under. And especially if they're standing, if they're to the mm -hmm. point where they're standing, they're in agony basically. And you don't know why. And they're crying and crying and crying. And you can't figure out what's wrong with them. So I always, when I've run out of stuff, the basic stuff, the normal stuff, I always check their shoes. And the other thing I do when I do put shoes on them is once their foot is in the shoe, I like tap the bottom of their foot. It tends to make them uncurl their toes just in case and feel, you can feel if it's like folded and just make that as part of your routine when you get them dressed hmm. so that you don't run into that folded toe syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> so whether your baby is on the way or you had, you're having your second child and you just like a little refresher, mm -hmm. these are the top tips for why is my baby upset? And of course, babies, babies are, are babies. Are there any other babies tips? cry? And this is, I think sometimes helps parents. Babies cry sometimes for an average, now an average of three hours a day. That's a long time. Most babies don't cry all at the same time. You know, they're not really, right. yeah, they're not really good all day. There are some that are great all day long. And then they have that colicky phase, which always happens when you're making dinner or eating dinner or sit, you know, sitting down mm -hmm. to eat and they cry for three hours and there's nothing you can do. Sometimes there's nothing you can do and there's nothing wrong with that. You do everything that you think of to do. And sometimes you just have to put them down and let them cry. I mean, I don't let my kids cry for an hour, but it's very easy sometimes 15 minutes. And sometimes they just need to cry. It's part of their, their neurological system learning how to calm themselves. And so sometimes put them, you know, they're safe, they're changed, they're fed, they're everything that you on your checklist is done. Um, you put them in their crib, you turn on their little music box, close the door and go without guilt and spend 15 minutes eating your dinner. <laughs> <laughs> One of my girlfriends too recently had a baby at the same time that uh, we had our child and um, found that the baby really loved having her own space. Mm -hmm. yeah. She just, you know, she didn't want to mm -hmm. be around mom and dad all the time. Right. They feel smothered. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it's a really good exercise for them to learn to calm themselves whether it's just, like you said, being by themselves, being in a quiet space by themselves with just some quiet music in the background or a white noise machine in the background. Um, or, you know, they want to play when they want to see the mobile. They want to just be on their own. You will have your battles and they're beautiful and it's part of the journey. Mm -hmm. And I uh, just want to thank you, Joanne, for helping You're us welcome. along the journey. Every time. If you liked this episode, please be sure to like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Modern Coup. And if you want to pre-order the book, 
uh, you can. It's called Modern Coup. We would love to have your support. If you would like to ask a question to Joanne, we also have a open form on our Instagram page. The link is in our bio. You can ask any burning question you'd like. Talk to you soon. Until next time, this... Oh, someone's sleepy. This is the Modern Coup.